love is amazing Oh But it's also bullshit And it might also get you murdered Hello Hi Hi, and welcome to another episode of Love is Amazing But it is also bullshit and it might get you murdered The podcast that reminds everybody That everything they most want in this world uh, might turn into a huge dumpster fire. Yes. Uh, I'm Aaron Black, as always. As always. And uh, with me is is Nicholas Control Freak Luna. Holy mackerel. And uh, and with me, as always, it's... I really should have, like, figured out, like, uh, now that we have a third person, like, I... Like, there's no excuse for me not to be good at this right now. But anyway, uh, Osa, who is a permanent part of this show now. Yes. Oh, you betcha. And I... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, That was good. That was really good. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, uh, maybe maybe some of you that uh, uh, that are a little bit more... have, have. listen to more than a couple episodes might already figured out that we are doing a crime that took place in Canada today. Canada! Canada. 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 All right. All right. So, yeah. (laughs) So, go ahead. Uh, you know, make yourself a big thing of poutine, uh, you know, um, with a side of maple syrup, and, uh, enjoy, because this is a doozy. It's a banger. And it's one of those cases that, um, definitely has been well documented, but, uh, we just, I, I, we can't ignore this anymore. It's, it's too wild. So, uh, let's start... In Edmonton, Alberta, in the fall of 2008. Canada. Yes, Canada, yes. <laughs> uh, so, um, this case is about Mark Twitchell. So, Mark Twitchell, sometime during 2008, he had a Friday night ritual, right, where he would drive to, uh, he was in Edmonton, Alberta, and he would drive to a garage in the south side of the city. So right. And um, Edmonton, apparently, is one of the most violent cities in Canada with a murder rate of sometimes in the high 30s. Ooh. Hmm. Like 30-year-old people murdering 30-year-old people? No, no, no. Like 30 people murdered, possibly. That's high in oh, Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, like, do people even get murdered in Canada? Oh, yeah. They do. They oh, get they oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you betcha. They get oh, murdered in yeah. Canada. <laughs> oh, man. I just, stop stabbing me. No, I'm really <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what this is about. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There's a thing in my head that's telling me to do it. You know, I wish I wasn't, but it's happening now. You know? Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, we got th- there's some like really c- classic true crime ki- true crime cases out there in Canada. Um, well, Barbie and Ken. Barbie and Ken. Uh, that's Pulpinardo and Hol- Holcomb something Holcomb. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a couple who ended up. Uh, yeah, that one was just dark. Murdering and raping 
like several teenage girls, and you know, yikes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did that one on the show. And it was we so realized, bad. It was such a bad episode. Yeah, we realized it was way too dark. To yeah, it was just it. it was just like one fact after the other, and we're like, oh fuck, all right. And then they did this. <laughs> fuck! Wow! Oh my god! Uh, you know, it's like just you know, and we couldn't even think about like making a, a joke. It was just that dark. Yeah, I think eventually I, we just powered through it and we were like, all right. Whatever. By the end of it, me and Nick were yelling at each other. I forget what it was, <laughs> but Nick, sometimes he keeps on like doing the wrap it up and I was like, I'm, I'm trying, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so anyway, he has this garage and the reason he has this garage is because he is a big cosplay movie sci-fi guy right he's an aspiring filmmaker yes he is so a little background on this uh, on this guy uh mark twitchell uh is a straight-up psychopath like um in in and one of the reasons i say that is because he's one of those guys who something in his head was wired to just kill regardless of his background like apparently he had no childhood trauma there right. was nothing in his background that was like uh oh yeah this might fuck someone up to the point where they might take a human life that didn't happen yeah he was just like a normal canadian dude yeah crazy normal canadian t- <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it wasn't a normal canadian dude uh whatsoever jesus nick all right so it's like how many people can we get to stop listening to this um so uh here's an interesting fact he had no sense of smell what and that turns out to be a sign that someone's a psychopath no way way. yeah no that's that's good information interesting okay so so you know this guy's clearly a psychopath he was also clearly a narcissist like he thought he was uh you know um Scorsese or uh, George Lucas. Yes, yeah. yes. That yeah. that is a way better name. I should have said. <laughs> Touche. He actually he had a journal, and uh, he would refer to himself as uh, internal creative genius. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spicy. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and he also was very into uh, the internet and and basically catfishing people before even before like catfishing was a thing right um however even though he was like this clearly super fucked up dude he managed to have what resembled a a normal life right in 2000 he met a girl named uh megan castorella 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 and they met online uh and she lived in colorado Oh, yeah, yeah, and she seemed like a genuinely, like, nice girl. Yeah, she seemed like a nice lady. Yeah, she was 100% a nice lady, which is why she kind of kind of fell for this, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, apparently his uh, dating resume. Oh, yeah, okay, he had a dating resume. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's note this. <laughs> Unpack that He, he one. had a, they said he had um Darth Maul pictures 
pictures of him mm. dressed like Darth Maul, and I do not know what that means. Uh, uh, Star the, Wars. It's a Star Wars something. He's yeah, it's like a Star the Wars something. From like, uh, you remember when they like started making them again? Yes, yeah, kind of. Yeah, he was the I, villain I just really, in the yeah. first one. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, but, but he also had references on his his dating resume. Yeah. Oh, like call up my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> my uncle Sam, straight up dude. Yeah. Yeah. Very it, strange. It's like you know, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's nuts. It's um, you know, and it's funny as 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 a guy who's dated online, it's like one of those things where like. You know, it, I remember having a conversation where she was like, you know, are you sure you're not crazy? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, well, I could somehow give you the information of like an ex-girlfriend, but I'm not going to do that because that would be way too awkward. I would that die would of embarrassment. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and also, should. everyone's crazy. Everyone's fucking there's nuts. A, yeah, yeah. Everyone, there's a varying degrees of craziness, and everybody has mm-hmm. at least w- one degree. Yeah, we all have a cra- being crazy story. Yeah. Um, he also had a headshot on there. Uh, it was it was like he was dating in L.A. He thought he was in L.A., I think. Um, yeah, well, and he, yeah, but co- he was in Canada's Canada. L.A. No. Edmonton. No, no. <laughs> No, Edmonton, Edmonton is like America's Ohio. Like, just all of Ohio. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was just like everyone is just like... It was just like... It just... All right. You know what? I I never been to Edmonton, or at least I don't think uh, I have. Dude, you're being super judgy then. <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say I don't want to talk shit. But, but it just seems like a place that's very unremarkable. Yeah, very sad. A lot of, lot of sad single dudes. It's like Canada's Cincinnati. What? That's in that's Ohio. Okay. I, I, I know, I know, but I was being more specific. Okay. All right. All right, cool. Um, so, basically, they met online. Several months later, she flew to Edmonton, and they got married. She was 20, he was 21. Which is ridiculously too too young. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no have, have either of you guys ever seen 90 Day Fiance? Because this gave me 90 Day Fiance vibes. No, but I mean, that makes sense. You yeah, know. it's always people that are like, either they have like a, a very large age gap or they're both very young and, you know, they don't know each other very well, but they only have 90 days to get married before their visa runs out, so... Okay, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I'd fuck with that shit. It's real trashy, but <laughs> I mean, it's I, great. I know I I've known a couple like kind of green card situations where it was like they really liked each other, you know, and and it wasn't about you know, and and love was might have been there, but it was more like I just need to stay here, can you help me out? It was like an act of a good friend. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I've I've had a couple of friends of friends who have done that. This is air quotes because I don't want them to get deported. Yeah, I yeah. saw them. I, yeah, saw, yeah. I saw those air quotes. Nick did those air quotes for the people listening. Yeah, but it, it makes sense that she was 20. Like, it's like only a 20-year-old would be like, yeah, this could work, you know? like <laughs> Right, right. So, and um, uh, so basically she goes up the, there, they get married. Um, you know, in 
only after they get married does she really start, like, learning who this person is. Psycho. Yes. Uh, obsessed with a lot of characters. You know, his ultimate goal was to make a movie, which, in the hands of a... George Lucas type. Well, no, I was going to say emotionally stable person. Like, that would be like, a, okay, cool. You know, you got a passion. Go for it. Like, passion right. Passion is attractive. And people that, you know, don't see other people as bags of meat. So, um, uh, so Megan, but Megan soon found out that this guy was just bad news. Compulsive liar. Uh, apparently he, uh, not apparently, he cheated on her. Oh, like mad times. Like a bunch of times. He cheated on her once at a place called Dragon Con. Which, like, <laughs> oh my God. should give you a, an idea of, like, the, the level of cosplay he was, you know, um, he was at, you know? Well, was he, like, a knight or was he a dragon when he was cheating? Man, I have no idea. I have no and idea. This dude was like a major nerd, and like I don't, I just don't understand how these people end up cheating. It's like you're lucky to have one person. Like, why are you? Yeah. <laughs> why are you fucking this up? This is this is the only option you might ever have. And and I I'm on board a hundred percent. Sure. But I also think that cosplay has turned into this totally different thing like okay uh I, i'm on tiktok i'll say it i'll fucking say it what do you want to, you know it's fine and there's an algorithm wrong with being on tiktok there's an algorithm now that it only you know puts people of age you know usually in the mid-20s and older on my page i'm not looking at 14 year old girls you know half dresses that's, that's not that's not what you. i'm doing on there yes <laughs> that's exactly <not> you <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> there is a ton of, like, cosplay girls out there that are just, like, smoking hot, you know, and, like, just ridiculously. So it's, like, and so it's become this whole different thing. There was no, like, probably, this was 2008 or seven, and there was, that wasn't a thing back then, I yeah, think. Yeah, they were like in chat rooms and on MySpace and Friendster. I, I think mm. there was a couple, there was a couple like really hot cosplay girls, but it it didn't catch on like it is now. I see. Like right, it's like, right. And, and it makes sense because it's like, you know, um, these girls have like, are super hot with, you know, super ner nerdy passions. So they're just like straight up. There's they go to these comic cons and it's just like dudes get in line to be like, what do you need? I'm not. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, they. I'm they, not they, saying they, that. They, that's what they. I fucked up, didn't I? Oh shit! All right. <laughs> it's all right. Shout that's out not to all our cosplay people. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean that's. I didn't mean that's all of them. Obviously, some, a lot of them are probably. Fuck me. All right, just edit everything. Edit everything. I'm, I'm gonna saying. leave all that in there. All I meant was there is a percentage of probably ladies that kind of figured this out. And you know what? Here's the thing. Power to them. Power to them. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. It's like... It's, I don't think these are the ladies that this guy was hooking up with, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's... I was talking, like, in more general terms of, like, the cosplay subculture. Yeah. How, how much do you know about this cosplay subculture Way too general? much that I want... That I, I, 
I want to tell people, you, you know, know it's just... like, I, I kind of like, oh, hoo, 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 I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, but kind of lump it together with like the whole like furry culture. No, yeah, I mean, that wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there's just so many crazy, you know, furries, uh, what's the pony one? Oh, uh, bronies. Bronies, yeah. Oh, and, those ones. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, that one right? bothers me a little bit. That one's a little weird. And we've been doing this long enough where, <laughs> like, like you, like, like it's it's become a thing. There's been more than a few cases where the crime started in these really obscure internet cultures. So mm-hmm. that's that's basically mm-hmm. why I know this, you know. Plus, I like to fuck as a unicorn, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Which part of your body do you use to fuck? The horn, obviously, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, and, and when it's not a unicorn, it's, it's a hornless unicorn. You know? or, or a narwhal, you know, like you dress up like that whale with the big horn. I don't know that one. Do you oh, know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he has like a tattoo. This. Oh, yeah, it's like a, it's that's like a, a, that's a sawfish. It's like no, a unicorn it's a whale. Narwhal? Whale? Narwhal. Is that an actual fish or? Uh, it's a mammal. It's a type of whale. But it's yeah. real. It's real. Cool. It's the unicorn of the sea. Wow, I I did not know that, and I did not know that that was the thing on your stomach. Interesting. <laughs> so so many things we learn about each other, you know, while everybody else learns them as well. So, <laughs> anyway, the guy, the guy was, a, the, the guy was a fucking douchebag, compulsive liar, uh, you know, just apparently hooking up with a lot of girls, possibly a brony, possibly brony. <laughs> yeah, you might have been brony. Yep. And well, yeah, jabroni, jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also. At the same time, like just making a lot of fake profiles, and I—I I, I mean, who doesn't do that, though? I mean, I don't. <laughs> but you know, when AOL was a thing, I did like definitely tell a couple people I was like a twenty-five-year-old lesbian. But that's just a thing all twelve-year-old boys do. Mm-hmm. I kind of want you to elaborate on that, but mm-hmm. you know, let's just move on. Okay, we will. And <laughs> around this time, a friend in- introduced him to Dexter, the TV show, and he ate that shit up. Like only he seasons loved one and two, and then it kind of fell off. So this is the friend's know. fault. No, hey, when, when the baby came into it, it was like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I. I actually was one of those people that just stopped watching it, like, close to the end because it just got too whatever. Yeah, I mean, seasons one and two were great. It wasn't... Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, also, I hate the sister character in that. She's annoying. Sure. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Um, No, it wasn't as big as a dumpster fire as Game of Thrones... Oh yeah, that was a big blow for you. Oh, one hundred percent. Your little yeah. dragon show like just failed you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it was so bad and so awful and like, man, I could, I actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting myself off right now because I could go on a motherfucking rant, but, <laughs> but we're gonna keep moving. So, um, 
you know, and, and Megan kind of just thought like, okay, uh, I'm with this Canadian now and he I, likes to mess with people. And this awesome. is what marriage is like. Okay, and this <laughs> and this is crazy. Um uh not too long after they got married, he basically very in a very nonchalant way basically said, Hey, have you ever thought about killing somebody? And you totally know, normal question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just throwing it out there. You can throw it back if you're not into it. I just want to see. And, yeah, and um, you know, and and I think she took it with a grain of salt, and and she said, yeah, sure, but I would never do it. But he was basically like, I would, and the you know, and that's fuck? when, yeah, <laughs> and and he he actually like thought of it a little bit more. He he said, uh. You know, I would find a homeless person so that the police couldn't, like, connect me. So it's like, you know, as far as killing people go, as far as, like, an academic exercise, you know, it's okay to an extent, but when you start, like, really planning out the small details is when you're like, who are you? Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's when you, that's, I mean, there should be a red flag when the question is brought up in general as well in general but you know i've i mean i've also just because i've done this show so much that like i think about this shit now yeah yeah you're thanks like, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're like oh i i would like to go find a homeless person like what yeah that's that's next level exactly that's yeah. that's that's when you're like um okay all right this this was an oopsie <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, this she, marriage was an oopsie. She needs to get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Go back to Colorado where like weed's legal. And yeah, shit. and unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. The marriage ended in 2005, and uh, Mark quickly remarried. Very quickly. Yeah, and they really don't talk about his second wife that much. Yeah, um, they, yeah, they really that's true. Didn't. They left. They didn't yeah. really say much, but they had a, a child together. They had correct? a child together. Yes. Oh, they had a child. Kid. Ugh. And uh, the pattern of lying just continued, right? And pattern of lions? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know exactly what I said. Alright, whatever. Um, <laughs> lions. Pattern uh, of lying. So lying. he was continuing to cheat and... Yes. Yeah, just getting all cosplay, yeah. dragon cons, yeah. son. But but uh here's the um here's the thing when you know you're really in trouble. It's when they lie about stuff that there's no reason to lie about. Right? That's when you know you you're dating a complete narcissist. Like I was in the nineteen ninety eight Olympics. Exactly. Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> um and and that's what this guy was doing. Um you know, he was he he lied to basically get a, a mortgage on his new home. And he's lying about everything, just everything. You know, hmm. quits his job to actually devote himself to uh, making a movie. You know, because he's like a George Lucas ass guy, and once again didn't tell his wife. Now, <laughs> um, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he didn't. Tell he's his like, wife no, that I'm he totally quit his job. still working. <laughs> Why are you always home eating cereal? Yeah, well, <laughs> I I think that he actually lost his job 
but regardless, he quit. Shocking. <laughs> he quit or he got fired. He, he like, didn't tell his wife. And um, it was because he was involved in this movie. And uh, we're going to talk about this movie, but I also want to talk about a few other projects that he started All right, before this. What, what you got now? Okay, so, so he started one project called Secret Rebellion, which was a Star Wars fan movie. <laughs> he put in... <laughs> Yeah, this is great. He put in 60k of his own money. Oh, Holy no. shit. But what happened was he shot it all on a green screen and he didn't have any money for the special effects. And the post-production. Yeah, exactly. Hey, because I I've made a green screen movie. Yeah, yeah. And everyone told me I was crazy for it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it is a lot of post. Yeah. It took me like a year and a half to finish it. A bump, Gumbo Vision. Yeah, Gumbo yes. Vision. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Check out Gumbo Vision. Go to YouTube, Gumbo Vision. Boom. Yeah, it's good. Um, And, yeah, super good. So, yeah, so he shot it all on green screen, and then, like, it was only afterthought that he was like, oh, fuck, I need to hire more people that he didn't have money for. Yeah, because he already dropped the 60K. He was like, Phew. Yeah. With, like, professional actors. Apparently, the costumes were not bad. And, uh, well, um, that's good, at least. You know? Yeah. Like, he didn't skimp on, like, production value. So. Yeah, I mean, the guy... It wasn't like the guy had absolutely, absolutely no talent. Right? He, he had something going on. But, you know, it, he was a psycho. Um, and he was also a narcissist. He thought... That whoever was going to do this special effects was going to do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I even kn- for Canada, that's crazy. I, I knew you would find that funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did another project called Day Player, which is basically the Canadian version of Extras. Did anybody see that? No. Yeah, yeah, I saw Extras. Right. That's the uh, uh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais thing. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Yeah, so it was like the Canadian version of that. Apparently it sucked. And it was also, there was also a lot of dark sexual jokes in there. Oh, yeah, no one likes those. Well, if you if you do it well enough, it's fine. But it's like, it's so hard to do well, you know? It's, yeah, I mean, I don't even risk it. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah I yeah. wouldn't either. Unless, unless I, like, knew in my heart, I was like, this is fucking funny. <laughs> and there's only been a couple of times I actually felt like that. <laughs> um, and so finally he gets to this thing around 2008 called House of Cards. Wait, what? Yeah, this is the... Like the House of Cards? No, not like the Kevin Spacey thing. Oh. This was a horror movie. I, these. It sounded like it was kind of like a, a mix of Hostel and... Saw. Oh, wow, yeah. That hmm. sounds like the last thing I would want to watch. Yeah, especially in a low budget, you know. It's like, it's like I'm going to, you know, I'm so angry, I'm going to murder you. Yeah, stab, uh, stab. Low budget <laughs> murder porn. Yeah. Really sorry. I'm sorry I'm about sorry. this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ow, that's my liver, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but it, anyway, it was supposed to be like, uh, you know, a bunch of men get taken, uh, go to this, gr- like, house or garage from, like, an online dating thing. 
would you mind? Yeah, yeah. Give me a second. Let's pause. It's the PP song. I gotta urinate. Oh, it's the, the, the PP song. This is a short break. It's the PP song. I gotta urinate. Oh, it's the, the, the PP song. This is a short break. Shout out to Armani Cooper for the PP song. Right on. So, uh, yeah, so we, so he's doing this thing called House of Cards, and it's supposed to be his, uh, you know, raging bull. Like, it's supposed to be his uh, tour de force. Yeah, his uh, magnum opus. Yes. Um, yeah, and like I said, it's basically about, like, getting lonely men and murdering them. So, let's jump to October 3rd, 2008. A gentleman named... Gil, fuck, <laughs> Tarot, Tarot, Thoreau? Tetro, Tetro, Gil, Tetro. Gil Tetro, yes, was driving to Twitchell's garage in Edmonton. A little bit about Gil. Go uh, for it. Yeah, no, I mean, Gil seems like just a normal dude looking for love. Yes, yes, and he's exactly that. 33, uh... High-tech contractor. They never really explain what that meant. Yeah, uh, that's a little bizarre. But. Yeah. Recently divorced. Just moved from uh, BC. That's uh, British Columbia. Back country. Nope. And... <laughs> <laughs> so Gil... Uh, recently did a Plenty of Fish... Um, uh profile and he started chatting with a very attractive blonde woman named Sheena. Five six, blonde, busty, all, the, the, all the, the stuff. Baps, the body. Yep. Yeah, that's when you should be suspicious is if they're too hot. Yeah. To be on plenty of fish. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, plenty of fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know <laughs> if if you're talking about like, you know, Tinder in New York, like they're 90% of them are probably real, but not not this not in Edmonton. Like forget about it. Yeah, yeah. Tinder in New York's weird though. Let's be real. It's so weird that they're all in Brooklyn, like in the tri-state area. <laughs> every single girl online dating in New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut are all in Brooklyn. It's bizarre. Anyway, hmm. um, interesting. That's I mean that's has been my experience. Yeah, that's been my experience too. So, or Queens. Nope. No. Nope. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Not my experience. Mm-hmm. Hey, but but you do you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, so he was <laughs> he thought he was meeting this uh 5'6 very attractive blonde girl. Seemed very smart, good-looking. He was stoked. Uh she suggested dinner and a movie. And um it seemed like she was really driving the conversation she was picking the place mm-hmm. she was picking the date all that mm-hmm. stuff which personally i like you know when someone's like meet me here i'm like fuck yeah yeah it's like you know take all the guest play out you know of it. yeah because it's like when when you're like you want to do this and he's like ah, you're like ah, oh, this is gonna be painful <laughs> yeah you're all like hey do you want to come to this improv show oh <laughs> fuck my <laughs> shoot me in the head you know um so uh you know so so 
he was stoked, right? So basically she gave him directions to a garage and he never told anybody about this date, right? He parked the car, he walked through the garage door to meet uh, Sheena and it was very dark inside and all of a sudden he is attacked with a stun gun. Oh, oh yeah, like a cattle prod mm-hmm. type thing. Crazy. It was like one of those things where you press it and there's a blue light. Yeah, and it's like... Yeah, yeah. Sounds painful. Totally. It, it's a fun party trick, though. <laughs> so, so is like... So is like getting run over, you know, like when your foot gets... There was a guy I knew who would allow people to run over his foot with a car. It was weird. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How's he doing? Uh, I, I can't even remember his name. I don't even think he graduated. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he's a lawyer now, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you know, he, he's probably on Wall Street doing awesome. Like, he's probably on, like, a cigarette boat right now in, in the Mediterranean. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to homie. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Aaron's like, shut the fuck up. No, no, no. It's just, you know. It's, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Gil's getting attacked, which is which is never good. Um, his attack attacker was poly, uh, was wearing a hockey mask, and you know basically scared the shit out of him. Oh yeah. This cause... is like everybody's worst fear of like going on an internet date. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. really is. And, uh, and, you know, no, nothing about this is funny, but when he is being interviewed, he goes, yeah, and I start getting, and I start getting, uh, attacked with a stun gun, and I looked up, and there's a guy in a hockey mask, and that's when I realize there's no date, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And, I don't know. That's and, a funny statement. Well, one hundred percent, and it's one of those things where it's like he's talking about, like he's talking about an attempted murder. So, so you want to be like, take it very seriously. But I, I couldn't when he said, there, "There's no date." There's you know? no date. There's no, no date. You know, and he's like, once I realized there was no date, you know, then I was like, "Holy mackerel!" Holy mackerel! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, holy it was mackerel. like it was like he was more upset about the fact that it, there was no date than the fact that some guy was trying to like stab him in the face, or that he got like thoroughly catfished. Yeah. So anyway, it, so then the guy, this attacker, pulls out a gun, and um, uh, Gil is pushed to the ground, you know, and his eyes are covered with duct tape. Mm. You know, uh, terrifying. And then at one point, you know. Gil's like, fuck this. He goes all Rocky Four. He jumps to his feet. He grabs the gun. And when he grabs the gun, he realizes it's plastic. Oh, like a movie gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is always a good feeling, you know? Yeah. He was very relieved. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think he said it was like, it was the best sensation in his life or something like that. He was yeah. Like, he was like, never been, you know, more happy to like... Well, whatever, you know. Yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, it, they, it was like, it was the best thing of my life, you know, and I have like three kids, you know, <laughs> and I saw, and I, and I, and I saw him come into the world and it doesn't even hold a candle, like, fuck those kids, like, <laughs> this gun is plastic. So, uh, then the attacker punches Gil, and Gil basically... Gets, oh, in the crotch area, right? No, that's... Well, that's when he's talking to the... the uh, we're, we're talking about... I keep on saying attacker. It, it's Mark. It's Mark Twitchell, obviously. Mark like, Twitchell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I keep on, like, trying to, like... You know, I, I already busted my nut <laughs> when it came to that point. You know, I, like, blew my load when it came to, like, the climax of the story. So I might as well just... Uh, you know, we always knew it was Mark. Call a spade a spade. So anyway. Oh, that's racist. It, is it? I, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> I just thought that. I just thought that was about playing cards. Bummer. All right. Anyway. Uh. So. So anyway, Mark starts punching Gills. Gills gets on the floor. He actually kind of crawls out of the garage. Right. Um. And. When he gets out of the garage, his legs stop working. Oh, yeah, because that's From the when stun gun. Stun gun. Yeah, stun, yeah. Gun. stun gun, like, stun takes gun. effect. Yeah, yes. it, was, it, was, it was a delayed fuse, apparently. And, um, and, and uh, you know, Mark tries to pull him back, right? When he tries to pull him back, Gil, finally, his legs start working. He gets up. He looks up, and then he sees a couple. Oh, yeah, this is a couple. Mm. Yeah. And, and he says to the couple, help, this guy is trying to rob me. Which, you know, I'm wondering why... Which actually I think was really smart. Because, you know, rob sounds less scary than murder. If, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. someone was like, this guy's trying to murder me, like, as much as I want to be, like, a, a good citizen... Like, I'm like, well, okay, then that means there's a guy with a knife or a gun that right. is willing to murder yeah, someone. Instead that, of coming right over and helping, you might be more inclined to keep your distance and go call the cops or yeah, something. I would, I would run really fast and be s- saying, like, I'm calling the cops, you know? Which is actually exactly what this couple did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they were out for a walk. Yeah. Because that's what there is to do in Edmonton. And they're like, oh, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's only October, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's only negative two out today, yeah. so. Yeah, or, only 30 people in our city have died so far. So. Or whatever that temperature is in Celsius, because we're the only country in the world that uses Fahrenheit. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to uh, try to... I know that negative zero in Fahrenheit and negative zero in Celsius are the same thing. Negative zero? No. Zero. (laughs) That's not a temperature in either of those. So 32 degrees is freezing, which is... 32 degrees... Okay, so 32 degrees is zero Celsius. I think zero is freezing. Let me finish. Okay, so 32 degrees is freezing in Fahrenheit. And zero is freezing in Celsius. Oh, water and then water boils. 20. Water boils at two hundred and ten in Fahrenheit and boils at a hundred degrees in Celsius. Wow. I, I think it's negative right. twenty. Then. then that's really interesting because negative twenty for what? For both. There is some point in the negatives oh, where, like they, where match they match up. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's negative twenty. Negative zero is not a All number, right. though. <laughs> Thanks, babe. All right. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, 
Let's stop saying things that we're only guessing at. I mean, I know that what you said was true with the zero and the 32. I know that's true. I'm not so sure about what Nick is saying, like with how they meet up. Like I just, you know, that's that's not kosher in my book. But 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 I totally 100% believe Osa. Um, uh, so anyway, the couple was like, we uh, we're getting out of here. But but they called 911, and in my book. That is a responsible act. There's some people that would have been like, oh, the guy should have like, but like, that's a responsible thing that they did. They, they left because their own safety, safety first of your own person. Well, yeah. And it wasn't their problem at all. No, it wasn't. But, but, but they, they did the right thing. They called the cops. It's negative 40 degrees. I just Googled it. Nice. All right. Well, okay. I, I knew it was something. Yeah, yeah. You were close. <laughs> but they do meet up somewhere? Yeah. Negative oh. 40 degrees. Okay, is that same. is interesting. Real cold. I wonder if it gets that cold in Edmonton. Um, it, it has I, to. I, I know I was in, like, northern Minnesota during the uh, uh, polar vortex, and it got that cold. Oh, yeah. The polar vortex. Yeah. Portable. It, it was, it was <laughs> bizarre. You could only be outside for, like, five minutes at a time. That sounds awful. Yeah, no, it was terrible. Well, uh, my girlfriend at the time, slash Aaron's sister, was at, like, Sundance hanging out with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hmm. Right before he died. You, well, you obviously got the the <laughs> short end of that stick. Yeah. Yeah, bummer. How yeah. the fuck didn't I know this story? So anyway, <laughs> um, so so the, the couple leaves, they, they call for help. Um... But, you know, by the time they reported it and come back, uh, the man that was asking asking them for help, which was Gil, was gone, right? And the couple could not, didn't, had no idea what this man's identity was. Yeah, like, Gil just bounced because he was like, yo, this dude's trying to murder me. Yeah, no, he was terrified. Um, so, let's move to October 10th, 2008. That's the next Friday, right? Another single man was driving to the same garage. I wonder why he was going there. Okay, well, that's a great question. So, because he also had a date with a woman he met on Plenty of Fish. Follow-up question. Yes. Who goes on a date to a garage? <laughs> yeah, I'll take... Uh, I'll take uh, lonely Canadian men for 500, Alex. <laughs> you know, it's it, like, like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you gotta like take in location and the year, you know, like this 2008. So it's like the internet. Now it's not that people didn't know the internet was fucked up. I think the internet became fucked up almost immediately, mm -hmm. but 2008 mm -hmm. people were still, uh, naive. Naive yeah. about it. Fair, fair. And and you also got to take into account that uh, these are dudes. They're men. And they have manly needs. That's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's just like, you know... A woman would never go to a garage for a date. She'd be like, fuck that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, you know... Um, I'm I'm fortunately at the point where like, uh, you know I'll be like uh, like I told 
I forget who I told, but like I'm uncatfishable. I don't believe anybody, right? Um, but there was a time where I would have, you know, met you in an open sewer drain. Like you would've been like, you know, you could have text me like and walk down this manhole and I'll be in, you know, waist deep in poop and I'll be like be there in 15, you know? <laughs> and that's that's just part of like having a dick, I guess. I, or being lonely. Well, both, both. I mean, it's it's a like anyone can be catfished, I think. I told you, not me. I really can't. I really honestly can't. Right. Yeah, I don't believe anybody's anything online. You know, so I got to meet them first, and I always meet them in, like, a, a bar or restaurant. Like, I'm the one who's like, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm the one who has to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so anyway, uh, so he was meeting this girl online in a garage. Uh, John Bryan... Alt- Altinger, 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 Altinger. Um, we're just call him John from now on. Um, his <laughs> friends, his friends knew him as Johnny. Uh, he was a tall, thirty-eight-year-old uh, guy who worked in oil field equipment manufacturer. He <laughs> he was passionate about uh, motorcycles, and he drove a red. Mazda hatchback. Oh, a Mazda. Mazda. A, re- a red Mazda. Yeah. And 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 on top of that, um, you know, uh, he just seemed like a super sweet guy. He su- he looked like a super nice sweet guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he he um he looked like one of those guys who like uh there's there's those coworkers where like you know like they just. You'll go up to him and be like, oh, you know, Cindy's being a real bitch today. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking... Like, he's just friends with everyone. And he's like, I'll take you out to lunch in my Mazda. Well, no. But anyway, (laughs) I could just (laughs) say... Sorry, I just like saying Mazda. Mazda. And and I'm sure we haven't heard the last of it. Um, (laughs) But... but, but he just seemed like one of those guys where where he just he just seemed like a nice dude with a quirky sense of humor. He also seemed like one of those guys you kind of take for granted until you until they leave your life, and then you're mm. like, wow, that guy was like a really nice dude. Yeah, like the yeah. sort of dude that would like save you from a knife fight. No, but a sort of, <laughs> but definitely like a sort of dude who would like pick you up if like you know if even if he hasn't like. Even if you haven't talked in like you know a year or something like that, call him up, be like, "Hey man, this is uh, Aaron from like a year and a half ago. Look, this is really weird, but I need a ride." He seemed like one of those guys who'd be like, "I'm on my way." Yeah, yeah, or like help like a dainty person like me like change a tire. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. So anyway, seemed like a nice dude. He, he was going on to meet this girl named Jen. So apparently Mark Twitchell switched it up. Also at Plenty of Fish. Switcheroo. Switcheroo. Um, Switchel. Switchel. <laughs> dad joke. <laughs> That's that was that was a straight up dad joke, and I liked it. <laughs> I love dad jokes. Yeah. Um. So so please make as many as possible. I'll do my best. Okay. Uh. And uh, here's the thing about John, though. He was never offline for long, right? So he was always 
letting somebody know where he's at. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very tech-savvy. Yes, for 2008, he was very tech-savvy. And, um, and uh, he actually, that night, he was sending somebody... Um, he was doing kind of like a running commentary. He was like, this is where I'm going, this is where I'm heading... And gave that person the address. Mm -hmm. Always a great technique when going on an internet date. 100%. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And and I'm sure he didn't even, like, he probably wasn't even thinking about, like, this could end badly. It's probably something he just did all the time. Yeah, like, he's just kind of chatty. Yeah, which, you know, when I think about, well, here's the thing. <laughs> all right. No, we just live in a world where that, that kind of happens automatically anyway. Like, we don't have to think about, like, saying where we're going because there's always something that could track us. Yeah. You know? But yeah. back then, no. Back then, totally not. Yeah. Um, so, he arrives just after 7 p.m. Oh, okay. Just after 7 p.m., he tells the person that he arrived at this uh, garage, and he is never heard from again. Huh. Two days later... <laughs> Sorry. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's all loud. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving, uh, and I know some of you are like, but it's still October, so how is it Thanksgiving? It's Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's a different racist holiday. Did we ever look up why Canadians celebrate thanksgiving though like did it, uh, is it really the same reason that we do i would imagine but i don't know aaron black I mean, what you got my man yeah i'm doing it right now okay uh it is distinguished from the american holiday of the same name uh, occurring in october thanksgiving had been officially celebrated as a holiday in canada s since 1879 huh, huh that's a little late um uh, I have no idea. And <laughs> yeah, 1879 though—that's like after like uh, slavery ended. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, you know, here's the thing though. Um, it it started in uh 1578, which is earlier than us, and it happened because people were searching, uh, Martin. Froibisher, F-O-F-R-O-B-I-S-H-E-R from England, was searching for the Northwest Passage. Well, aren't they all, though? I know, yeah. Well, the Northwest <laughs> Passage is, is a way for... The, it was a big thing on the UK. It was a way for them to get to China and India. But instead of going around South America, which would have added... The, the Cape of Good Hope. Yes, which would have added months on their journey. They thought there was a way to do it uh, above Canada, which was way quicker. The problem is there's a bunch of fucking ice up there. Yeah. And people would go in there, and then they would get iced in, and then uh, they would have to walk out, and then they would get scurvy, and they would starve to death and eat each other. Yeah, scurvy, uh, your favorite. Yeah, uh, scurvy. Yeah. And lots of cannibalism. Lots of cannibalism. Check out, check Delicious. out the terror. Could, couldn't, couldn't recommend it enough. Oh, my God. So, anyway... Uh, it's Canadian Thanksgiving in Canada in 2008, and John misses a bike trip. He was a motorcycle guy. Oh, yeah, he was a big biker. Yeah, and, uh, so that's when everyone's like... Yo, where the fuck's John? Fuck, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think, like, motorcycle people are kind of like... If you're a motor... It's, motorcycle is kind of like all or nothing, 
There's no some. There's nobody who's like kind of in the motorcycles. Yeah, that's yeah, totally yeah. true. Yeah, bike no. people are really into the into bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crotch rockets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that a is that like a Vespa? It's like a different kind of motorcycle like not a harley davidson but it, like it's like a, a a kawasaki yeah like a ninja bike oh yeah. okay it's a, it's like it's like one of those bikes that you know if you're at the same gas station with like the sons of anarchy they will murder you just because yeah but yeah. But, but but you also have like a matching like leather outfit with yeah. like matching colored trim that matches your bike yeah that also matches your helmet yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. There's usually some lime green in there. Mm, yeah, lots of oh, lime yeah, green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Sons yeah, yeah. of Anarchy don't don't mess with that shit. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, not. I'm adding. I'm I'm like acting like an expert on motorcycle, <laughs> but it, it all comes from my knowledge of watching Sons of Anarchy. And there was a episode where uh, Jax Teller just beats the shit out of one of the guys you're describing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just like, um, that's life, you know, don't, you don't fuck with someone's bike, apparently, according to the Sons of Anarchy. You also just don't fuck with them, because they are killers. They will totally murder you. I, I want to correct you, though, it's people of Anarchy. No, it's Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, anyway. You're the one editing this. Um... Anyway, yeah. I thought that was good. I mean, it was good. It was good. Uh, yeah, but that's a great show. Anyway, um, okay, so, you know, and the thing was, so he misses his bike trip, and the thing was, he was very prompt. He was always like, mm. I'm here. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's like on the spot John. Yeah, so that's when his uh, uh, friends and family club. were yeah. like, fuck. And then they got a really weird email from him. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, the strange. email. And then the email says, I've met an extraordinary woman named Jen, and Ooh. we are taking a nice, long, tropical vacation to Costa Rica. Call you at Christmas. <laughs> mm. I'm going to end every email now with call you at Christmas. Call you at Christmas. Yeah, call you at Christmas. <laughs> Um, which like, you know, um, clearly if, if you ever get anything that sounds even remotely like that, I am fucking dead. I'm in a bunch of different pieces. Yeah, I think that would, that would, um, be for most people. Most people don't just like run off with their new lover to Costa Rica until Christmas. Because yeah. like, that's like, that's over two months away at this well, point. Well, here's the thing, like, in October, Canada, right? In Canada, Christmas is actually like in the middle of October. I'm just well, kidding. I'm fucking. Well, yeah, like, no, no, actually, in Canada, no. it's always Christmas. Well, whatever. So, <laughs> but but the point is, it's like that is insane. But you know, and once again, we're we're not we're not knocking John, but showing up at a garage is also pretty nutty. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just one. It, it, man, was a, it was a lonely dude. Internet. It was the internet, man. It's, no one knew. No one knew how fucked up it could get. Yo, can I point out that you're wearing a WFMU uh, Wake and Bake hat? If you want to, sure. Are you aware of what Wake and Bake is? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, my sister gave me this. Oh, uh, that so. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. She smokes lots of weed now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, so anyway, uh, John, Johnny's friends start digging a little deeper. They also found out he didn't show up to work, and that's when they called the police. And apparently the cops were like, kind of had a little bit of a wait-and-see attitude, mm-hmm. which is, you know, when you're an adult, Sometimes their they their hands are tied, sometimes because you're an adult now. So it's like if someone goes missing, if it's not for a certain amount of time. Yeah, like if you're an adult and you want to go really missing, then yeah, yeah. you are free to do that. Well, yeah. and, and like homie was a motorcyclist. He was a biker. Mm-hmm. He's a rebel. Well, no, nah, I don't think he was that. But <laughs> but he was in motorcycle and and stuff like that. And um, so basically, what his friends did, um. Which, which, you know, it kind of uh, is a testament to this guy that he has friends that would do this, is that they broke into his house to kind mm-hmm. of see what's going on. Mm. I, think, I think I would be like, if you got a text that was like, uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fucking uh, the Galapagos. I met someone. Don't worry about me. I think someone would be like, all right, Aaron's gone now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, so this guy, this guy clearly made friends, uh, really close friends that were like, fuck. And um, when they went into this house, they found his clothes, they found his suitcase, they found his passport. Everything was still there. Yeah, so clearly he did not go to Costa Rica. Clearly. And they basically went back to the police. And this time the police were like, let's get Bill Clark. Oh, so, <laughs> my, my man, Bill, Bill Clark. Bill Clark's Bill about Clark. to enter. We love Bill Clark. The, yeah. the source of this, uh, uh, you know, crime, uh, this source of this episode, by the way, was a thing you could find on YouTube. It's called True Crime Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is the source material. Yes. And uh, there was a guy named Bill Clark on there. And, like, think of a total typical detective in any in any type of detective movie then give him a canadian accent and that is bill clark yeah i i i I would like to compare bill clark to like if dr phil was a detective Mm. but awesome good and canadian yeah good job yeah yeah, because he's got that mustache i don't know i I mean i think some of the stuff phil's Doctor Phil says is awesome. Like, I don't think he's really a doctor. No, yeah. he's definitely a doctor. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I feel he, like he's probably not, but we'll <laughs> we'll ask Google right, about yeah. this too. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, th- this guy, uh, you know, big dude, looks like looks like a a, a an American football tackle. There's a Canadian football. I don't know mm-hmm. what those tackles look like, but I, they kind of look like the Rock. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I no, think I think the Rock Canadian played football. Did he? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Canadian football before he started wrestling, because I know a lot about Dwayne jo- uh, Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Johnson. Um, yeah. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Doctor yes. Phil, Doctor Phil. Um, uh, okay, so we're, we're both kind of right. Aaron's mostly right, though. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> he holds. Uh, Doctor Phil holds a doctorate in clinical psychology, but ceased renewing his license to practice psychology. Or sorry, psychological therapy in two thousand six. Okay, All which right. was maybe when he started his show. Like, I don't know. Or like when Oprah hired him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
the thing is you can't put doctor in front of your name and be a celebrity without being canceled nowadays. What there about has to Dr. Be... Dre? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, uh, no, Dr. Phil got in trouble for something recently and they're like, you're not a doctor. I don't, oh, I don't yeah, even yeah, yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, I, think, I, don't, I, yeah. I don't even remember what it was now. Man, I, every time I think of him, it reminds me of, well, it reminds me of a couple things, but Mustache one of the things, rides. well, first off, it's the girl that's like, cast me outside. Oh, no, yeah, yeah of course. Me outside, cast me outside. Yeah. No, no one, I, no one will ever catch me. Bunch of hoes, catch me outside. And then the other thing is the Dave Chappelle sketch where he gets Oprah pregnant. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And 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 he's walking through the office because he's because like he doesn't need money anymore, and he's like, uh, and then he goes and he's like talking to his staff, and he's like. Uh, guys, and one more thing. And then he turns around and he just farts and he's like, fuck everybody, you know? <laughs> and it's so funny because you know that's like how he actually felt. Like he he really hated doing that show yeah. for a while. Um, okay, so anyway. <laughs> it's true. Like he bounced to Africa. He was like, I'm done. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I think he's like a, the, I think he's like the Mark Twain of her generation if that makes any sense like the things he say are, are so monumentals yeah I, well anyway yeah I don't, I don't know like dave chappelle's the shit yeah and he's the like, shit man yeah boom. so anyway uh you know bill clark this guy was a homicide detective but he was they immediately were like this is probably a homicide so bill clark came on the scene uh by the time they really got into it john has been missing for nine days and hadn't called anyone except for that email. Mm. So now we're at October 18th, and Bill uh, gets the directions to the garage because Johnny was basically doing a running running commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they con they contact Mark Twitchell and they, and they bring him bring him in for questioning, and he basically tells the police that it's kind of like a mini studio. And murder studio. Murder studio, but <laughs> but uh but for movies. And you know, Mark was and you know, you gotta you gotta give credit to where credit is due. We saw some of this uh interrogation and he was very calm. And mm-hmm. he was very and he was very like he acted the way someone would act if someone brought you in and been like, Hey, did you murder someone? You would be like, What? you know? So he was pretty good. Yeah, but he was kind of, like, fishing for details and shit, like, to find out, like, what the police knew. He was doing that, and, like, our man Bill even pointed that out, and he was like, that was suspicious. Well, you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> there, there was a couple interrogations. There was a couple times where he just, like, left while we were watching this and, like, went into your room to find... So, anyway... (laughs) Okay, my bad. Yeah, that's okay. But there was a couple interrogations. The first interrogation, what actually happens is, you know, Mark's pretty convincing. And, you know, and he's like, he's like, wait a second, what? Someone went to my garage? And he also kind of made up this story about a padlock being tampered with. Oh, yeah, but didn't yeah okay anyway continue. yeah and um and 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 bill clark this is this is, by the way bill clark talking bill clark is basically like and i reviewed the tape and i reviewed his mannerisms and i came to the conclusion 
that he was being completely honest and he just lets him go he was mm-hmm. like he was like you're you know what you're okay in my book you know like that was the first interrogation that is bananas yeah um, holy mackerel holy mackerel yeah well i mean could you imagine like the hey did you murder this guy and he's like i sure no. didn't when he's like I believe him, yo. I don't know why, you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, I he looked me in the eye when he said it. He so looked, yeah, exactly. It's gotta be true. Like that, like that's the equivalent to like a polygraph, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Canada. So, so, so basically, for a second, Mark Twitchell was off the police's radar. Um. Then, just after two weeks, you know, John is basically presumed dead at this point. Yeah, of course. And police went to the public uh, for questioning because they were kind of hitting dead ends, right? And uh, the couple came forward. The couple that saw Uh, Gil uh, Tarato. That's mad that I butchered that. Tarato. Tarato. Tetris. Tetris. Tetris, yeah. Gil. Gil. <laughs> He's a friend of the show. We're going to call him Gil from now on. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so basically the couple came forward and, like, they were basically like, we saw this really fucked up thing. And, uh, you know, so the homicide squad starts piecing this together and they figure out that the dates don't match, right? So... What they saw, the the man who was like, help me, help me, could not have been... Um, John. John. But it was the same location. So now they're thinking, mm. okay, some like th- there's these two things that happen at this one location. Clearly something really fucked up is going. Um, they both might be dead or one of them is dead. One of them is definitely dead and one of them is possibly alive. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, at this point, uh, you know, and at this point, Gil, by the way, has not come forward to the police. Oh, yeah, yeah, but then uh, he comes around. He does. Yes, he does, but, but not, not at this point. And, uh, in late October 2008, so police are now looking for two men. One probably dead, one maybe dead, maybe not. Uh, but the, the... Detectives know that the two incidences, man, high five for saying that correctly. Yeah, Good job. Yeah. Uh, we're linked. Yeah. You know, I get, I have a problem with words sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean. For the longest time, I couldn't say m- pneumonia. Pneumonia? <laughs> yeah. I was like, for them? Um, so, uh, Basically, the detectives don't know uh, why the first victim isn't coming forward. They think he might be married, or maybe he's dead, or maybe he's scared. It turns out that Gil was just fucking terrified. That's why he wasn't coming forward. That's yeah. fair. And that's fair. Totally yeah, fair. Yeah, 100%. To- yeah, like, you know, he didn't, like, know whether or not uh, Homie knew where he lived yeah. or any of that. So. Yeah. I'll be totally honest. The first time seeing this i was a little bit like if he came forward before maybe this guy wouldn't have got murdered but it's like you can't you just don't know how you would act in that situation i never been attacked by someone who wants to murder me before 
Uh, me neither. I fucking right, and it's it's like we were talking about before. Like you have to, you have to protect yourself exactly. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know, I I probably would have uh, if I if I got back to my apartment, I probably would have just stayed in bed for a fucking month. You know, eating Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> um, you know, fair. And the, and yeah, would, I know. Yeah, I'm not judging. They would have to roll me into the police station, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Doctor Now is there because we're also on my 600 pound life. All right, just kidding. All right. <laughs> wow, 90 Day Fiance, 600 pound life. Yeah, j- we're just, just, just going be... through all the trashy shows today. <laughs> right? They should just have someone who's super obese who has to find someone to marry them or they get kicked out. It's just combined into all one oh my God. crazy fucking that's show. Great idea. But, but then also a makeover show, too. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what six hundred pound life is. That's I true. Mean, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they they send him to the doctors and like they make him like lose all these. The doctors are like, you have to lose a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah in they, thirty days like, or something. That sounds and then we'll give unhealthy. you gastric bypass surgery. No, I, well, I, guess, I guess if you're that overweight though, like the yeah, the, the pounds will drop quickly. I see. What's unhealthy, Nick, is being six hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like like every. Every episode I ever watched is Doctor Now being like, you're going to die next week if you don't do this right now, you know? Yeah, and like a lot of the people are like so overweight that they can't walk anymore. Homebound, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, yeah, that doesn't sound like a show I want to watch. It's a really depressing show, honestly. (laughs) Sometimes I I like to watch it while eating pizza. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, okay, so finally, Gil comes f- forward. Boom! Yep, and he talks to Bill Clark, and he tells Bill Clark exactly what's going on. And Bill Clark's all like, holy mackerel! Holy mackerel, yeah. Yes, he, says he says that so much in the show. It is beautiful. I, He's like, yeah. oh, geez, holy mackerel. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Holy mackerel. Yeah, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Mazda. <laughs> oh, body. It, like, it makes me so happy I want to cry. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> man, if you want to, just cry. Like, We'll uh, get you a tissue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let it all out. You're among friends. Um, <laughs> this is a safe space for you. Exactly. Always. So, uh, at this point, the police bring back Twitchell, right? And uh, so, in the in the first interview, Twitchell was like, never met John, uh, never met John, and also, I'd never seen a red Mazda hatchback. Mazda. Mazda. You said it wrong. A I red know. Mazda. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, in the second interview, he, he does this, like, 180, where he's like... Oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, I actually have a red Mazda, red Mazda. hatchback, right? <laughs> so at this point, Bill Clark is like, "Holy I, mackerel. I would love to know this story because I know you're fucking lying, you know? And of, of course, he tells like the most ridiculous story. He basically. Oh yeah, his story is insane. Lay he, it on me. Yes. So basically, he basically says, um, he bought this car from somebody. Somebody like totally randomly was like, "Hey, you want to buy this car? Because I just got hooked up with this woman who's a sugar mama." 
and it's going to buy me a car anyway. So I don't need this red Miazda hatchback. <laughs> Would you like to buy it? That was his. Uh, that was basically his story. And it's such a bizarre story too. Yeah. Like, come up with a more story. Be like a more normal story. Yeah, like, be like, oh, well, I needed a new car, so I looked on Craigslist. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. Or exactly like, that. Yeah. I needed a new car, and I drove by somebody's house, and they had a for sale sign on the car in the window, so I knocked on the door and bought the car. Yeah, and they sold it to me for like $2,000. Why do you have to make up this like elaborate thing about their uh, sugar, sugar mama? mama. Yeah. Well, I wait, mean, wait, wait, can I make a sugar mama song? All right. Thank you. Nice. You're welcome. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have a theory on, like, why he would say that. It's because, like, he's he's a straight-up narcissist. Mm. Narcissists think they're so fucking smart that it doesn't occur to them that what they say isn't believable. It would never occur. Mark couldn't comprehend the idea that Bill Clark wasn't buying everything he said. He's like, ha, 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 I will outsmart everyone. Yeah. And Bill Clark, uh, maybe, you know, he's like a big teddy bear. Maybe so, he, like... True, true. Yeah. Um, But maybe he thought, like, oh, if I give more details, um, that'll somehow make it more believable. But, I don't know. Yeah, but, but, like, the thing is, like, the more details people add when they lie... Yeah. ...is, like, a tell of lying. Yeah. I've heard that before, too. Yeah. And, and once again, I have no doubt that, you know, and, well, Bill Clark says this. He was like, I know, I knew then he was completely full of shit. But, <laughs> like, but, but, like, in a much more polite way, he was yeah. like, oh, you know, I, I knew he was full of crap then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was really throwing me out of line. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know I don't know how Canadians speak. Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't want to butcher like the accent. Oh, holy mackerel! Oh, holy, holy mackerel! That's what I knew. Oh yeah. gosh! Oh, don't, don't you know? know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, basically, Bill Clark is, um, uh, you know, the lady cop in Fargo, but as like a big butch dude, you know? Yeah. So imagine uh, uh, Francis Francis McDermott. McDermott yeah. In Fargo meets Dr. Phil. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Good job, Nick. Good job. But where he's like, you know, she's riding back with the guy who just like murdered his partner and a bunch of other people. And he's like, he's like, did you have to do that for money? For money? That's why you did that? You know, and and he's just like, (laughs) I can't feel bad because I don't have those emotions. And that's the same situation here. Uh... (laughs) So, true. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% true. So Clark is like super stoked about this because he knows he got him. And, uh, you know, and, and so Clark leaves the room to be like, I'm going to check your story out. And once again, uh, you know, Twitchell, Mark Twitchell never even flinches, right? It doesn't even occur to him that this guy might find out he's full of shit. Yeah, he's stone cold, and like you said, he's like a narcissist, so he thinks he's, like, untouchable. Exactly. And at this point, uh, Clark uh, decides he's going to be the aggressor, 
you know? Oh, he's like, now I'm gonna easy be, there. Now, I'm gonna turn yeah, it up a notch. Now I'm gonna play the bad cop, you know, which is something I like. I like being the bad cop, you know. It's like I, I, you know, it's what's what's being bad cop. It's like, well, when I go to Timmy Hortons, instead of getting them a large coffee, I only get them a small. And, you know, and if they ask for cream, I don't do it. I don't put in cream in their coffee. You no know? sugar, no nothing. Yeah, exactly. They drink it black. Like, that's the, what the bad cop does. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, um, he, he decides he's not going to say that he killed John because he doesn't know if he killed John, right? All he knows is John disappeared. But what he does say is he looks twitch on the eyes and he says, you had something to do with John's disappearance. And Twitchell's response was, he basically looked up at Clark after he said that, and he goes, why? That was it. That's <laughs> all he did. Um, but, but the thing was, Clark still had to let him go. Because even though all this evidence was piling up, it was still circumstantial. Absolutely. Uh, oh, and this is great. So right before they leave, Clark says... Um, what does Clark say? Clark says, you're not going to be able to live with yourself for the rest of your life. And Twitchell, without missing a beat, says, you'd be surprised with what I can live with. <laughs> oh, that's a weird thing to say yeah. when you're trying to prove you're not a murderer. Exactly. Like, like at this point, you know, Mark is 100% um, just completely lost in his narcissism. Right? He's just completely out there. You'd be surprised what I could live with. Yep. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. Oh, you'd be surprised, <laughs> don't you know? You betcha. You betcha. So, um, we're at October 22nd. This is two days after, uh, you know, uh, Clark confronted Twitchell. Uh, not enough to arrest him, but enough to search his home, his car. And his computer. And, and the garage, obviously. Yeah, that murder garage. And on his computer, they find a deleted file called SK Confessions. Oh, shit. <laughs> damning evidence. Yeah, this is 100% super damning. Uh, FK, SK Confessions starts out. Here's how it starts out. Um, okay. Uh, this is the story of my progression in becoming a serial killer. Hmm. Starting out a new skill, there was a bit of trial and error. Error. Allow me to start at the beginning. Okay, whatever. So it was about him be, being a serial killer. And basically what it is, is um, they, the police cross-referenced this document with the facts they already knew about the case. And it was basically a straight-up confession hmm. of the attempted murder of Gil and the murder of and dismemberment of John. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and SK turns out to stand for... Hmm, what does that stand for? That's... Serial killer. Oh. Oh, oh I never... I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. More like, uh... How about, uh, single... Kid? Kangaroo? Alright, so that's... Yeah, so that's definitely... Sexy kitchens. Yeah. Sexy kitchens? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I think that might be the name of the episode. Conf Super. Confessions of the Sexy Kitchen. <laughs> Super uh, and, and like, Comet. How about like... Uh, Super King. Right. Um, <laughs> S 
Stump Cougar, but with the, a K. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Stump Cougar? I think I. <laughs> I think I. I think I've That's seen. That's the name I, of our band. I think I've seen that on Pornhub. <laughs> Stump Cougar. You know. You know. You. You, you never thought that cougars with stump can get this sexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, I love playing the acronym game. Though. It's it's good. It's fun. So John Altinger, fuck. All right. So John, John, the victim. Oh man, I feel like such a piece of shit when it like. All right. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. Keep yeah. Going. So so John is called Jim in the document, and they they basic in basically. Uh, Mark goes in the murder confession. Goes through exactly how he, you know, killed and dismembered John. So now we're at Halloween 2008. They finally arrest Mark, right? Uh, but they still don't know where the body is. So they decide mm. to try to convince Mark to tell uh, them where the body is, right? By like putting him in the backseat of the car and being like, trying to guilt him, you know, they actually filmed this, and Bill Clark is like, you know, do what's right, you know, just do what's right, do do it for John's family, but, like, it doesn't work, because Mark has no feelings. Yeah, no, he's a monster. Right? So, Mark was like, it was like, no, I'm not gonna tell you shit. Um, so, basically, after that, you know, they put, they put Mark Twitchell in jail, Right, and later in jail, Bill Clark tries again with a surprise visit, right, hoping to convince Mark to do the right thing and, you know, tell him where John is buried at, right? Uh, doesn't happen, once again. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, Mark is just a stone-cold killer, and he just doesn't give a shit. He don't give a... Yeah, zero fucks given. Ah, yes. there it is. That's what. I was That's what the about. kids are saying these days. Koala yeah. <laughs> in the rain. All right, we're so, in our thirties. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I know what's up. I got TikTok, so um, <laughs> I know what they're saying. I know what the kids are saying, and they're not saying that actually. But anyway, uh, nine months later, Twitchell actually does a one eighty, and he requests a meeting with law enforcement. Mm. But one of his um, requirements was no Bill Clark. He had enough of Bill Clark. <laughs> he was like, I'll tell you where it is, but Bill's out, you know? And it was just, and it was one of those things, I think, where he's like, I'm fucked, but I don't want Bill to win, you know? Yeah. Which is fair, but Bill's such a lovable guy. I know. Bill's the best. Unless he's after you for murder. Then he's not so great, you well, know? Don't kill people then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, easy. yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, that's that's an easy rule for us to follow. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, a bunch of cops that don't include Bill Clark <laughs> meet Mark Twitchell. Mark Twitchell hands them a Google map, uh, and they leave. And on that Google map is the remains of John, and he basically dismembered him and left him in a sewer Ooh. on a residential street. Oh, yeah, that's harsh. Awful. Um, 2011, Mark Twitchell's trial for first-degree murder and attempted murder. 
Twitchell, being the fucking narcissist he is, takes the stand. <laughs> which of you gotta course love. he does. <laughs> you, you gotta love it. You know, it's like these people will believe me. You know, <laughs> I'm uh, not a monster. Yeah, same same thing with uh uh, uh Michael Michael Dunn, the you know, the guy who shot um that you know black kid in the car because his radio was too loud. Oh. Yeah, he took the stand in his defense too, and like it was ridiculously cathartic watching this guy get fucking ripped apart by the prosecutor. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. Nice. I, I watch it more than a couple times a week. So anyway. <laughs> uh, so uh, Twitchell takes a stand and basically what Twitchell st- says, which is insane, is that his plan was for both Gil and John. What he was going to do is, you know, he invited them over, fake attack them, and then let them go. And that will create publicity for his movie. That was his plan. Which movie, though? House of Cards. Oh, the one that sucks? They all sucked. But <laughs> but, but, but the recent one. The, the hostile Mitch yeah. saw. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, what happened was, uh, you know, and then he said, what happened was, when John came over, John started to attack him, and then he says, I had to kill John in self-defense. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, he's, like, wearing a hockey mask the whole time. Yes, he is. Yes. Uh, The jury called bullshit. It took took them four hours to... (laughs) Which is not a lot of time. ...find him guilty. They were like, let's break for coffee for a second. (laughs) Yeah. All right, all right, we'll go deliver this verdict. Exactly. I, I and, and the four hours were probably totally spent on, like, legal questions. Like, just, like, you know, fine print. They, they were like, the guy's guilty. That's for sure. We just gotta, like, figure out, like, what exactly these fucking people are saying. Yeah. Um, April 12th, he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years. Now, I really hope, I really hope... You know, and and I think I think I think Canada has come around to like there's some people that just or should never get out of prison. I think they figured that out. Yeah, he seems like he might be one of those people because he's like a self-proclaimed serial killer. So if you let the serial killer out of jail in 25 years, he's probably just gonna go kill some more people. Yeah, that's my yeah, guess. But but then you look at like the Barbie and Ken type thing. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I forget her real name, but like Barbie, she Mocha. has like she got off. She got off scot free. Didn't spend yeah. a day in prison. Yeah, now she has like a boutique in Montreal. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's 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 like it's incredibly frustrating. And there's <laughs> another one. If you want to like fucking rip your motherfucking hair out of your head while watching something. Watch Dear Zachary. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen that, yeah. Just an, uh, an incredibly well done, obviously, documentary, but that is also about just an epic failure of the justice system up in Canada. I don't want to be too harsh on the Canadian justice system because I know I know fuck all about it, but it was just like, that was... But, you, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of examples you could point to here in the U.S., of shit just like that. So, 
we're not gonna we're not saying anything bad about Canada. Um, yet. Yet, but it, <laughs> but it just it's one of those things where it's like you know I mean I don't know we've done a couple Canadian. Uh, we've done a couple Canadian cases, and it always kind of seems like it's life in prison with the possibility of parole, but then they give a year. It's it's hardly ever indefinite. And yeah. I, I think there's a type of classification of prisoners that if you're classified like this, more than likely you will not get out. Like um, uh, Paul Bernardo is not going to get out of prison. Uh, Luca, mm-hmm. that guy from Don't Fuck With Cats, Luca. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mon- mm-hmm. Montaga mm-hmm. is not going to get out. And hopefully, I couldn't this watch that. I started to watch it on Netflix. I got halfway first through like the first episode, and I was like, nope. It's they rough. are showing yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, even though they like, you know, don't show the really graphic parts of the, the videos, it still, it still showed too much for me. I was like, oh, he's straight up torturing cats right now and i don't i can't <laughs> yeah that one was tough for me and yeah i'm i'm gonna say this like like obviously you know these are little helpless kittens very hard to watch no question about that but when it comes to uh true crime that documentary has something that very few other documentaries have where it's a group of people that aren't law enforcement coming together to solve a crime. And in that way, it's one of the most kind of uplifting true crime stories mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a compelling use of the internet. Yeah, it's, 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 one of the, it's like these are people that aren't law, law enforcement that take it upon themselves to get this guy. And that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. No, that's true. But, you know, it's it starts out with kittens and pu- uh, I don't, no, I don't think puppies, but a lot but kittens dying. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um he's currently serving is at uh, a maximum security prison. I hope he's just getting the fucking shit kicked out of him cuz this guy sucks. Uh, I bet he's getting passed around. I hope. I really really <laughs> hope. You know, I'm really sorry about this, but, like, bend over this bed right now. <laughs> you know? I'm really sorry about this, but, like, eat the jelly out of my asshole. Um, all right. Anyway. Whoa. I mean, that's a that's a, that's a a prison thing. Is it? Tor- oh, yeah, totally. It's jelly toss- out toss- of my asshole. Jelly? Tossing the salad? Yeah. They, well, they, tossing the salad. There was a guy salad. called... Well, yeah, but there was a guy who was like... He was like, uh, booty. I'm into booty. You know, I'll come up to you and I'll say... I like you and I want you. And if you don't hand over your booty, I will take it. And he talks about jelling the asshole. Or someone does in prison. Regardless. Alright. <laughs> it's just like it's just it's like a, just a thing. It's just a wholesome way for prisoners to mouth rape each other. So uh, <laughs> he oh, is God. He is straight up in uh, prison. He's not allowed on-air interviews, which is great because clearly this guy is all about the on-air interview. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put a camera in front of this guy. Exactly, because that's exactly what he wants. He wouldn't even mind being in prison as long as there's cameras. Same well, thing. Well, which with, there are. 
Well, they were. I mean, but <laughs> but but you know, he's not getting any on-air interviews. They won't allow that, which mm-hmm. is good because that's exactly what he wants. Um, so you know, but that hasn't stopped him from writing the uh, Fifth Estate, which is <laughs> uh, you know the press. It does he have like any like prison wives? I mean, I have no idea. But what yeah, do you, well, you, you know what I mean though, like the ladies that are obsessed with serial killers. That I mean, given his prison. past history of like, uh, you know, marrying a bunch of people and then, um, you know, cheating on them while he's married to them, yeah. it's very possible. There's yeah, no question. There's definitely no question that um, that the guy has some charm. Like he's been married twice. Um, by the way, you know, uh, a really great. Uh, a really great episode is um, last podcast on the left did a really great episode on this. And that's where some of this information is coming from. Mm. I didn't want to tell you in the beginning because I didn't want you just to shut it off and listen to them. <laughs> right? that Cause was, they did it like way better. Well, well, you know, it, it, it like, I can't say enough about last podcast on the left. I want to say like the last podcast on the left is kind of like, it's almost like, our sperm sperm donor donor, they have no idea we exist, but we only exist because of them. You know, that's how oh, I feel oh, about that's them. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. You know. Maybe one day they'll hear that. But you uh, know what? We'll make them hear that. I mean, I that sounds that sounds pretty. That sounds like you're gonna do something to them. But uh, anyway, hey, they're here in Brooklyn. That's neither here nor there. So anyway, uh, guys in prison. Uh, hopefully having a really bad time and, um, you know, still trying to convince the press, but nobody's, nobody fucking believes him. No. And, you know, and, and still insisting that, uh, you know, it was all, it was all like a, a big misunderstanding. It was just a goof. It was, yeah, it was just (laughs) a goof, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's. That's the end. Yeah. I have no follow up. I yeah, mean, we hit it, right? I, yep. Yeah, I I didn't Google, you know, Mark Twitchell appeals, so I don't know the story on that. That's fine. But hopefully, um, you'll just do it. I, I think he's just gonna be hanging out there for a while. I really hope so. Yeah. 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 Um, and this uh, episode was brought to you by Canadian Plenty of Fish. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know like, are you are, are you the type of guy? You know. Uh, that's uh. You know, ready to heat up a watermelon and put your dick in it, or <laughs> are you so desperate for a date that you would go on one in a garage, yeah, or, or a back alley, or a sewer? You know, then come to Canadian, uh, uh, Canadian plenty of fish. You know, <laughs> Canadian plenty of fish. Don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah. Oh, you Holy betcha. mackerel! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Canadian plenty of fish. Holy mackerel! Holy ma- <laughs> Canadian plenty of fish. Things are not as they seem, you know? <laughs> I like... Yeah. All right, but but that's it. All right, cool. Uh, Aaron Black, you got uh, any plugs? Negative. No, I don't. All right. Uh, <laughs> Osa, you got some plugs? Nope. I only have one. You know, I got to plug the uh, live stream that myself and my friend Armani do uh, every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, World MC Freestyle Competition. Um, It's, you know, rappers from all over the world uh, competing. 
and I am a talking head on it now. Where can you see that? On YouTube. Just type in World MC. Cool. Thank you, Osa, for clarifying <laughs> where to find things. <laughs> All right, peace, guys. Later. Love is amazing. Oh, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered.